0: Welcome to today's podcast. I'm Fernando, alcoholic. Let us go ahead and open with a moment of silence followed by the serenity prayer, please. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change those things I can, and wisdom to know the difference. Welcome to today's reading of our Daily Reflections book. We're uh, so excited that we get to have this online for free. So today, December the 20th, is called the Rewards of Giving. This is indeed the kind of giving that actually demands nothing. He does not expect his brother's suffer to pay him or even to love him. And then he discovers that by the divine paradox of this kind of giving, he has found his own reward, whether his brother has yet received anything or not. That's from our 12 Steps and 12 Traditions, page 109. Through experience with 12-step work, I came to understand the rewards of giving that demands nothing in return. At first, I expected recovery in others, but I soon learned that this did not happen. Once I acquired the humility to accept the fact that every 12-step call was not going to result in a success, then I was open to receive the rewards of selfless giving again i am fernando alcoholic and i am uh, guilty of this one giving too much advice in other areas that i shouldn't even be giving Um, i found that when i'm working with a new person and their family uh, there's two factors that are important for me is does the family believe would they hang on to belief in the face of uh, failure And if they don't, then I ask the family to thank God for the alcoholic just the way he is. And half the time, they just keep on talking. They just, it just goes right over. That concept does not have a slot in their brain and their consciousness for it to fit in. They'll just keep talking. So I have to go back and back and finally try to get their attention. And every once in a while, this is... Because it's so important, every once in a while this takes effect and it flies like crazy, but it takes a lot of repetition on our part for that to take in, that they need to let go and let God by thanking God for the alcohol and the failures. That's a hard concept. So the reason reason I hit on that over and over again, because I listened to other preachers and they hit on the same thing over and over again, the same examples. (laughs) There. I got a way out, so the rewards are that I grow that the rewards are that I have my contact with my higher power, my Father in heaven, which is a wonderful place to be. I don't know if you have been in a place where you're disconnected with your father with your heavenly father your your higher power. oh man, that is a if he's not listening to you or not you feel like his presence is gone. Wow, that is hell, brothers. I felt that when I was drinking. It was so dark, so black. Hope had left. Faith had left. Trust and and believing had left. Uh, Confidence has left me. Woo! Man, you talk about brokenness. Um, Dead man walking. No one is inside the shell. There's no spirit in the shell. Our soul... I don't know where my soul was, my soul was pissing on me. That's, all, that's how much I was uh, attributing or, or giving thanks and gratitude because of my drinking. Is this too hard for you? I know it's not. Thank you for coming on today's podcast. Moving right along. We're going to read the little 24-hour book. I got two of them and uh, somebody moved my book somebody there's nobody here um my wife is visiting her parents uh please pray for their parents they're getting elderly and i tell her spend as much time and hug them as much time <clears throat> hug them six times a day which she probably doesn't and appreciate them because our parents suffer from lack of appreciation folks really you, we think that they're tough as nails and they're always going to be there but a hug, a high five, and appreciation, that's life to them, brothers and sisters. That's life. If you still have a mom and dad, forgive them and tell them, hey, they did the best they could. Give them a hug, high five, love on them, appreciate them. Okay, no 24 hours for today. I'll bring it in later. Let's move on. I need to, uh, I'm going to be reading something real special today. I hope you, uh, you appreciate it. It's going to be um, a surprise. Okay, for right now, I'm going to read a grapevine story. It's called Walking the Walk from Manitoba, Canada. Finding AA in prison. Okay, this is a story from the AA grapevine from June 1983. 93, excuse me cost a dollar 25 back then walking the walk page 38 please listen up listen up it says looking back over my drinking days i can say i never really lost my belief in god whenever i got into a tight spot i always said god get me out of this one and i'll quit drinking i wanted god's help but on my terms Then in July 1980, I was placed in the Winnipeg City Jail. As one can imagine, I wasn't placed there because I was such an outstanding citizen. This wasn't the first time I'd been in jail either. But something happened. I cried one night and I prayed. This time I said, God help me. There were no deals, just God help me. I can't remember if it was three hours or three days, but the jailer, keeper, came to the cell block and said, anyone for an AA meeting? <clears throat> anyone for an AA meeting? Wow, this was the very first AA meeting in that jail. <clears throat> My gratitude towards the two men who chaired the meeting that night is immeasurable. I don't remember much of the first meeting, but I do remember Jerry K saying, if you ever have a reason to drink, call me up. And it, and if I think the reason is good enough, I'll buy the first one. <laughs> and when I had about 18 months sobriety, I had to call him on a moment's notice. He was there. Not only did he t- talk the talk, but he walked the walk. And he saved my life. The other man was a tall, skinny guy named Bert R. I recently went back to visit my own home group to see Bert and thank him. He wasn't there and when I phoned his home I was told that he was out carrying the message at the local jail. I couldn't believe it. Here was a man sober for many years who was still very much active in 12-step work. I had to stop and think about that. My road of sobriety was not an easy one. Very few are. It took me over 10 years to find the meaning of honesty. There's a saying around that when you sober up a horse thief all you have is a sober horse thief well that was me in a nutshell when i came into the fellowship i was pretty sick puppy now i'm just a grateful old dog still sick but in retrospect not so bad recently because of my help my doctor advised me not to work i fell into the poor me syndrome for a while yes even after 12 years of sobriety Then one night while I was reading my big book, these words jumped out out of me. Extensive work with another alcoholic. Huh. This is what Jerry, Bert, and so many others now do. This is the answer to thinking about poor me. I live in a small town now where the town court is in session once a week. I sometimes join the spectators in the courtroom. During one sentencing, I sat there and listened to the details of a young lad who got a six-month stretch. Most of his problems were alcohol-related. While I was sitting there, the thoughts came into my head that I had to talk to him. Sometime later, when the police officer walked into the cell and said to the young fella, You have a visitor. I follow, I introduced myself, and said I was a member of a local AA group here in town. The guy turned as white as snow and said to me, Huh, I was just lying here thinking about it. I felt a shiver go up my spine, a rush that no drug on earth could ever replace. I don't know if AA will help that young fella, but I do know that the tingle I felt going up and down my spine woke me up and got me back on the right track. This is from Anonymous from Busejur, Manitoba. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful stories of faith. A story came up to me. I signed up to go to the local juvenile hall in Sacramento. When uh, you know, there's kind of three three kinds of sponsors. I consider we have our sponsor, our sponsor on the twelve steps. We have our spiritual sponsor that has the same God that you have. I have that, and then you have a literature sponsor or uh, a jails and institution H&I sponsor uh, so we do have a lot of hats here and my sponsor was a Hispanic guy named Jose from uh, and literature sponsor from Sacramento um, was just full of enthusiasm and and information and guidance and he say there's a, a there's a good meeting here go there and uh, let's sign up. And so when I signed up for uh, prisons, to go visit prisons, not only did I sign up for Juvenile Hall, I also signed up for San Quentin, Folsom, and uh, and other famous jails or prisons that I wanted to go to. And he said, Hold it, hold it, ho, 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 ho. You're going to be doing <clears throat> uh, one or two a week? And he says, No, 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 no. He goes, You're going to burn down. Do one a month. One a month? So I got him to let me do one a month plus juvenile hall. And I remember going to this juvenile hall. By the way, I did uh, visit uh, Folsom. uh, And I went to uh, a federal prison too where the FBI called me to give me the okay that I can go in there. They didn't find anything on my rap sheet, those coppers. But when I went to juvenile Hall, there was four of us that had signed up because there were 32 kids, 16 on each side of the rooms. And when I went there on my first commitment, I was the only one that showed up. They sent the other 16 back to their little uh, dormitory cells which were closets to me with little windows. There were 15, 16, 17 uh, criminals kids, like I used to be, and I had a chance to tell them about how I sold newspapers, how I used to steal newspapers, to sell newspapers, you know, just an entrepreneur kind of guy, stealing hubcaps and radios, and, you know, and they, I got their interests, and then I talked about the girlfriends, all the girls I loved, you know, and, and, and then the children bearing, you know, as a young man, how, uh, 19 years old, I got a life in my hands, and, I'm responsible for that little life, that little boy. I raised him up to God. I said, here, God, help me with this boy. And to this day, I haven't seen him smoke a cigarette, drink a beer. He's very responsible. Uh, purchase his own home. Always gives me good, good presents. For instance, he bought me my AAA um, car, toll package this year, which was almost 200 bucks. I get the most expensive one, don't you know? I got off topic and I lost it. I forgot now what I was talking about. Anyway, the kids uh, uh I when I walked out of uh, those 16 kids and one of them was listening. I didn't know who, 16. I asked the kid to my left after the meeting was over and I told him my story and we read the prayers. I asked him, I said, "What are you in here for?" And he said, "Oh, murder." wow it was like you know crossing a red light it was not not that big of a deal how times have changed anyway the point i'm making is when i walked out of that juvenile hall in sacramento i could not touch the floor folks i was so high on whatever it was now i know why the teachers get paid so very little money because there's a incredible high in sharing your soul with a, a group. I was so elated, it was just words cannot explain, and that's the, uh, that's the reward we get. I didn't know who, who got, who got the thing, someone got it, but that's the reward I get. Today's day, I bet you anything, one person out of the 16, maybe two or three, had gotten sobriety and, and become a man and become responsible. All right, moving right along, I'm going to read, that wasn't a treat, but it sure was treat, treatful, huh? I'm just going to read Proverbs 20, and we're going to close this off for today. Thank you for coming into today's session. I sure appreciate your ears, your heart, and some of you send me some feedback, and they say, uh, you like the commentary, would you believe that? A commentary on Proverbs Sometimes when I have time. All right, moving gears here. Let's shift over to our reading for today. We're going to read Proverbs. It says, Drinking too much makes you loud and foolish. It's stupid to get drunk. You know, stupid, you can't learn. And if you get drunk too much, you get stuck with stupid. Ask me how I know. You know, drink is is drinking too much makes you loud and foolish and you make gestures that you regret. Okay? You can't take uh when I get too stupid when I get drunk, I can't take advice. And I hurt myself and I hurt others. I don't want to do that no more. <laughs> okay, number two, fear and fear an angry king as you would a growing lion. Making him angry is suicide. You know, I always wondered about this verse here, Proverbs 2, verse 2. And it's, it says, fear an angry king as you would a growing lion. Growling lion. Make him angry is suicide. It's kind of like if you uh, fear uh, your higher power as you would a lion that can snap at you in an instant. Making him angry is suicide. He had, okay, we we take advantage of his patience, his kindness, his goodness. And we take so many chances. And then we condemn ourselves. And then we do it again. And then we condemn ourselves. And then we do it again. A vicious cycle of uh, locked in there. So the best way to get out of there is to thank God that you're a foolish person. Over every time you mess up, thank you, God, thank you, God. You know, at least you'll one day hit a payload and the foolishness will be arrested and the foolishness cannot come up because God has given you an established uh, way out. Once God gives you an established way out, you got to have a lot of failure to get there. Amen. Okay, moving on. Verse 3, Any fool can start arguments. The honorable thing is to stay out of them. Woo-hoo. A farmer too lazy to plow his fields at the right time will have nothing to harvest. A person's thoughts are like water in a deep well, but someone with insight can draw them out. That's what happens in AA. You know, we draw out those kind of thoughts. And we have excellent meals. Everyone talks about how loyal and faithful he is, but just try to find someone who really is. Children are fortunate if they have a father who is honest and does what is right. The king sits in judgment and knows evil when he sees it. The king sits in judgment and knows evil when he sees it. I guess that's why we get a grudge against God because he's always looking at us, right? And we drink and we, it's God's fault when we mess up. Yeah, you're right on that one. God's judgment is is uh, judging our evil. That's why we get rewarded when we thank him if we're in the midst of evil. Can you wrap that around your head? But if you can't, keep on doing the way you're doing. See how your life is working. But... For me, I I tried anything that would work. So I thank God that I'm infused with evil, and guess what happens? He rewarded me for my obedience, for thanking Him. He didn't even see the evil. The evil just fell away like a callus on your shoulder. just fell away. Pay attention, it dies. Don't pay attention to it, it dies. Thank God that the evil is being used to get you to Him. At least I had enough intelligence that my actions of evilness when i started thanking god for that pushed me towards the king to god and i was judged righteous i was judged forgiven i was judged and that stuff fell off i hear a lot of people that they cuss at evil they rage at evil they say oh i'm paying for the for the sins of my kids i'm paying for the sins of all the little ones that are i responsible for, like they are a savior. And the only thing we have available to us is, is mercy and grace. That's the truth. That's the only thing we qualify for. But we have to say uncle. I did it. I screwed it. I connived it. I stole it. I'm a thief. I thank you, God, I did these things because it has faced me. that I. It tells me that I need you. They're eating my lunch. I can't stand the, the drink and the, Craziness no more. Amen. Can you see that? We as full of love and enthusiasm and joy go to drinking at the bar, and then we run out of the resources of love, joy, enthusiasm, and then we start with hatred and rage and brawling and fighting and and craziness. You're gonna get sick of that. When you're done being sick of that, thank God that the education's over. And come back and ask him to direct you. I got on my knees and I asked for his help. with no requirements. Okay, moving right along. <clears throat> on my part. Can anyone really say that his conscience is clear that he had gotten rid of his sin? I thank God for my sin today. woo The Lord hates people who use his weights and measures. Even children show that they are what they do. You can't tell if they are honest and good. The Lord has given us eyes to see with our ears to listen with. The Lord has given us eyes to see with and ears to listen with. Eyes to see and ears to listen. Sounds to me like the Lord has given us these things so we can ponder 30 minutes in the morning, 30 minutes at night with pen and paper and see what the God is trying to tell us. The Lord has given us eyes to see him and ears to listen to him so we don't have an excuse brothers and sisters if you spend your time sleeping you will be poor keep busy and you have plenty to eat the customer always complains that the price is too high but then he goes off and brags about the bargain he got if you know what you're talking about you have something more valuable than gold or jewels Fifteen, if you know what you're talking about, you have something more valuable than gold and jewels. That's like learning a pitch, learning a sales pitch, learning uh, uh, truth in AA. Little like think, 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 uh, believe. This too shall pass. We know those things are truth and we know what we're talking about. And they are more valuable than gold and jewels for us. Verse 16, anyone stupid enough to promise to be responsible for a stranger's debt ought to have their own property held to guarantee payment. You know, that happens all the time with young people. They sign for each other. And boy, what a mess that turns out to be. What you get by dishonesty, you may enjoy like the finest food. But sooner or later, it will be a mouthful of sand. Anything you get by dishonesty. The cells know that they've been um, violated. God's world knows when we're deceitful. Get good advice and you will succeed. Don't go charging into battle without a plan. You know, uh, charging into a marriage, into a job, into success is getting good advice from people that are successful in the 12-step program and get plenty of, uh, of doers and shakers that have achieved that and, and, and ponder and you will succeed. Uh, you have the faith. I had the faith and the strength through Alcoholic Anonymous, through the program, to go out and get a, a degree in this, get a degree in that, and to succeed. And the, the minute I stopped going to AA, the minute the uh, the power was shut off. So I learned the triangle. Okay, recovery, unity, and service. That's the triangle. That, and on the top of the triangle, the triangle holds up anything. You can put any degree up there. A life, a wife, a kid, uh, the, <clears throat> a career. It'll hold. And those three things are in place. Be of service. Like right now, I've got to make coffee and go run a meeting. One of the guys called. He's, he's getting—he's a new guy. He's got about four months, and it's expected. He didn't run the meeting last week. He asked me to help him. And then this week, he texts me again. And it's going to be raining, by the way. So, then last week it was raining. This week's going to rain. I can handle it. I got the equipment. And besides that, he was getting a new job. Get good advice and you will succeed. Don't go charging into battle without a plan. A gossip can never keep a secret. A gossiper. stay away from people who talk too much. Uh Uh-oh. Don't go away, please. If you curse your parents, your life will end like a lamp that goes out in dark. The more easily you get your wealth, the less good it will do you. Don't take it on yourself to repay a wrong. Trust the Lord and he will make it right. That's the biggest issue in all of our lives as human beings. How to have confidence in the Lord that that he will make the things right. So there must be a big payoff for us if we let go of an offense and start praying for the person. As it says in page 552 of the big book. The Lord hates people who use dishonest scales and weights. The the Lord determines our path. How then can anyone understand the direction of his own life is taking? Think carefully before you promise an offering to God. You might regret it later. And if you have done that, just start thanking God that you're a misfit. And then eventually he'll forgive you of that promise you made to God. I think so. That's what happened to me. I could be wrong on that one. It's just my experience. A wise king will find out who is doing wrong and will punish him without pity. A wise king, that's one of the reasons we as drunks, a lot of people don't get along with God, because his conscience, he's right in your consciousness, he's always talking to you, so you try to drown out that voice by drinking, and you can start hating God because he's always talking to you. You should be going to sleep early, Joe. You should pay those bills, Joe and he just starts talking to you that you're wasting your money, and you know. And A wise king will find out who is doing wrong and will punish him without pity. Wow, without pity. The Lord gave us mind and conscience. We cannot hide from ourselves. There it is, folks. The Lord gave us mind and conscience. Science. You know, we a science is we... We compute our past progress with the challenges of today and we try to put those two together and they don't work. They're not computing. Then The Lord gives us a mind to think about the past and consider the future, where we're at, to live in the now. We cannot hide from ourselves, folks. A king will remain in power as long as his rule is honest, just, and fair. Honest, just, and fair. We admire the strength of youth and respect the gray hair of age. Sometimes it takes a painful experience to make us change our ways and learn from our painful experience. Thank you very much for coming in today's podcast. Let's go ahead and pray out with the Lord's Prayer, please. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Keep coming back. It's working, family. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for coming in to today's reading of a uh, Big Book. My name is Fernando Makoholik. Uh, we have on the audience also members of the recovery program that are going to be helping me read. Let's go ahead and start our AA reading uh, with a set-aside prayer, please. God, help me set aside everything I think I know about you, everything I think I know about my fellow man, and everything I think I know about these steps. And please allow me to have a fresh new vision and perspective and understanding of who you are, who am I, what my fellow man, and what is my role in the 12-step program in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's go ahead and pray the serenity prayer, please. God. Grant me the serenity, me the serenity. <coughs> to accept the things I cannot change,
1: the
0: courage, the courage to change the things, things I, can, I can, and the wisdom to can know the difference. difference. Amen. We're gonna go ahead and start all the way to page 416. Rick, we're
1: gonna
0: we're gonna do a half the book. Okay,
1: no problem.
0: We're starting at page 416. Would you please kick us off?
1: It helped me a great deal to become convinced that alcoholism was a disease, not a moral issue. I had been drinking as a result of a compulsion, even though I have not been aware of the compulsion at the time. And sobriety was not the matter of willpower, but the people of AA had something that looked much better than what I had in order to try something new, I was a certain sense of security in the familiar. At last, acceptance has proven the key to be proven the key proven to be the key to my drinking problem. Tapering up alcohol bills I find not finding the program working very well, I was finally able to say, Okay, God, it's true. Of all people, the stranger may say, even though I didn't get my permission, really, really am an alcoholic of sorts. And it's all right with me now. What am I going to do about it? When I stopped living in the problem, began living in the answer, the problem went away. From that moment on, I've had that one single compulsion drink.
0: Amen. And acceptance is the answer to all my problems today. When I am disturbed, it is because I find some person, place, thing, or, or a situation, some fact of my life unacceptable to me. And I can find no serenity until I accept that person, place, thing, or situation as being exactly the way it is supposed to be at this moment. Nothing, absolutely nothing happens in God's world by mistake until I could accept my alcoholism. I cannot stay sober unless I accept life completely on life's terms. I cannot be happy. I need to concentrate not so much on what needs to be changed in the world as what needs to be changed in me and my attitudes. Shakespeare said, All the world's a stage and all the men and women merely players. He forgot to mention that I was the chief critic. I was always able to see the flaw in every person, every situation, and I was always glad to point it out because I knew you wanted perfection just as I did. A, and acceptance has taught me there is a bit of good in the worst of us and a bit of bad in the best of us, that we are all children of God and we have, we each have the right to be here. When I complain about me or about you, I am complaining about God's handiwork. I am saying that I know better than God.
1: For years I was sure the worst thing that could happen to a nice guy like me is that I would uh, turn out to be an alcoholic. Today I find it's the best thing that's ever happened to me. This proves I don't know what's good for me. If I don't know what's good for me, then I don't know what's good or bad for you or anyone. So I'm better off. I don't give advice. I don't figure. I don't know. I I know what's best. I just accept life on life's terms as it is today, especially my own. Uh, as it actually is before AA, i judged myself by my intention while the world was judging me by my actions the it has been a key to my answer to my marital problems today is has given me a new pair of glasses so max and i have been married now for 35 years prior to our marriage she was shy scrawny so adolescent i was able to see things in her that others Couldn't necessarily see things like beauty, charm, gaiety, gift for readings you to talk to, a sense of humor, and many other fine qualities. It was if I had rather than a mind's touch that turns everything to gold, a a magnifying mind that magnifying whatever focuses on. Over the years, I grew, uh, over the years, I thought about Max and all her good qualities grew and grew, and we married, and all these qualities became more apparent to me. And we were happier and happier.
0: But then, as I drank more and more, the alcohol seemed to affect my vision. Instead of continuing to see what was good about my wife, I began to see her defects. And the more I focused my mind on her defects, the more they grew and multiplied. Every defect I pointed out to her became greater and greater. Each time I told her she was nothing, she receded a little more into nowhere. The more I drank, the more she wilted. Then one day in AA, I was told that I had the lenses in my glasses backwards. The courage to change in the serenity prayer meant not that I should change my marriage, but rather that I should change myself and learn to accept my spouse as she was. AA has given me a new pair of glasses. I can again focus on my wife's good qualities and watch them grow, grow, and grow. I can do the same with an AA meeting. The more I focus my mind on its defects, late starts, long, drunk-along, cigarette smoke, the worse the meeting becomes. But when I try to see what I can add to the meeting, rather than what can I get out of it, and when I focus my mind on what's good about it, rather than what's wrong with it, the meeting keeps getting better and better. When I focus on what's good today, I have a good day. And when I focus on what's bad, I have a bad day. If I focus on a problem, the problem increases. If I focus on the answer, the answer increases. Turn page 420, please. Perhaps the best thing for me to always remember is my serenity level is inversely proportional to my ex- expectations.
1: The higher expectations of Max and other people, the lower of my serenity. I can watch my serenity level rise when I discard my expectations, but then by and by, my, my rights try to move in, and they too can force my serenity level down. I have to discard my rights as well as my expectations by asking myself how important is it, how important is it compared to my serenity and my emotional sobriety. And when I place more value on my serenity and sobriety than on anything else, I can maintain it at a higher level, at least for the time being. Acceptance has been keeping my relationship with God today. I never just sit around do nothing while waiting for Him to tell me what to do. Rather, I do what is ever in front of me, that is to be done, and leave results up to Him. However, it turns out that's God's will for me. I must keep my magic mind my mind on my acceptance and not my expectations for my historian level is directly proportional to my level of
0: acceptance. When I remember this, like I can see I never had so good. Thank God for AA. Thank you. Page 552, please. He said. He said, in effect, if you have a resentment you want to be free of, if you will pray for the person or the thing that you resent, you will be free. If you will ask in prayer for everything you want for yourself to be given to them, you will be free. Ask for their health, their prosperity, their happiness, and you will be free, even when you don't really want it for them, and your prayers are only words and you don't mean it. Go ahead and do it anyway. Do it every day for two weeks and you will find you have come to mean it and want it for them. And you will realize that where you used to feel bitterness and resentment and hatred, you now feel compassionate, understanding and love. It worked for me then and it has worked for me many times since and it will work for me every time I am willing to work it. Sometimes I have to ask first for the willingness, but it to... And it will work for me every time I'm willing to work it. Sometimes I have to ask first for the willingness, but it too always comes. And because it works for me, it will work for all of us. As another great man says, the only freedom a human being can ever know is doing what you ought to do because you want to do it.
1: This great spirit has been released to me from a bondage of hatred and replaced it with love is just really another affirmation of the truth I know. I get everything I need I from Alcoholics Anonymous, and everything I need, I get, when I get what I need, and I what I need, I invariably find that it's just what I wanted all the time.
0: All right. Page 100, please. Both you and the new man.
1: must walk day by day in the path of spiritual progress if you persist remarkable things will happen when we look back we realize that there that are the things that which came to us when we were putting ourselves in God's hands were much better than anything we could have ever planned follow decades of a higher power and you will presently live in a new wonderful world no matter what your present circumstances
0: page 83 please <clears throat> If we are painstaking about this space of our development, we will be amazed before we are halfway through. We are going to know a new freedom and a new happiness. We will not regret the past nor wish to shut the door on it. We will comprehend the word serenity and we will know peace no matter how far down the scale we have gone. We will see how our experience can benefit others. That feeling of uselessness and self-pity will disappear. We will lose interest in selfish things and gain interest in our fellows. Self-seeking will slip away. Our whole attitude and outlook upon life will change. Fear of people and of economic insecurity will leave us. We will intuitively know how to handle situations with use to baffle us. We will suddenly realize that God is doing for us what we could not do for ourselves. Are these extravagant promises? We think not. They are being fulfilled among us. Sometimes quickly, sometimes slowly, they will always materialize if we work for them page 85
1: please is <laughs> a let up on our spiritual program and rest our laurels. We are heading for trouble if we do so. For alcoholism is we are not cured of alcoholism. What we really have is daily reprieve of the cognizant of the maintenance of a spiritual condition. Every day is a day when we must carry out that vision of God's will into all our activities. How may I best serve thee? And thy will, my mind, be done. These thoughts must uh, go with us constantly. We can exercise them all along the line of willpower. All we, look, all we wish it is the proper use of the will. Much has already been said about receiving strength, inspiration, and direction from him who has all power and knowledge. Uh, I said that backward, but knowledge to power. If we are carefully following directions, we began to sense of the flow of his spirit into us. To some extent we have become God conscious. We've begun to develop a vile sixth sense, which
0: but we must go further. That means more action. Page forty three, please. Once more, the alcoholic at certain times has no effective mental defense against the first drink, except in a few rare cases, neither he nor any other human being can provide such a defense. His defense must come from a higher power. Woohoo uh, I'd like to read one more from uh, page 25 that says, The great fact is just this and nothing less. That we had had deep and effective spiritual experiences which have revolutionized our whole attitude towards life, towards our fellows, and towards God's universe. The central fact of our life today is the absolute certainty that our Creator has entered into our hearts and lives in a way which is indeed miraculous. He has commenced to accomplish those things for us which we could never do by ourselves. Beautiful, beautiful readings. Thank you so much for helping me read today, Rick. No problem. And thank you, Sean, for uh, listening in. Let's let's go ahead and, and uh, pray the Our Father, and we'll finish our session for today. Okay. Our Father. Our Father. Lord in heaven, him. hallowed, be, hallowed thy name. be thy name. Have a great existence, guys. We'll see you in 24 right. hours. Adios. All
1: right, sounds good. Right? All right.
0: Thank Bye <sighs> Greetings. We'll be reading today Elnam materials. Let's go ahead and open this meeting with a moment of silence, followed by the serenity prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change courage to change the things i can and wisdom to know the difference december the 20th elanon gives me a priceless opportunity to do something for others but let me not overlook the fact that helping someone else gives me more than i give i have the satisfaction of lightening another's burdens i can clear up misconceptions about the program that will help my friend make greater strides in setting her life or his in order This in itself would be an ample reward for me, but I also have a self-helping experience of clarifying my thoughts and seeing my own problems in a new light. Today's reminder, no one in our fellowship is under obligation to anyone else. Let me not adorn myself with a halo for a good deed, for in doing it, I have done more for myself than for the person I tried to help. The more light we generate for others, the better we can see ourselves. E- even a word spoken or written in a far off land may reach me and throw me new light on a perplexity of my own. How far that little candle throws its beams, so shines a good deed in a naughty world Shakespeare Woo. That was from uh, One Day at a Time. Our next book is Courage to Change, December the 20th. Each Eleanor family group has but one purpose, to help families of alcoholics. This is part of our fifth tradition, but how do we go about doing it? By practicing the 12 steps, we must learn to love ourselves before we can truly love others. When we tend to our own spiritual needs, we make it possible for others to see that Special something is in us that they may want for themselves. The best sermon is a good example. The next part of this tradition talks of encouraging and understanding our alcoholic relatives. We can all be more loving knowing that alcoholism is a disease can help us to respond with compassion rather than hostility. Finally, By welcoming and giving comfort to families of alcoholics, we acknowledge that love centered only on ourselves and our small family circle leaves us isolated. We are rich in opportunities to love because we are part of the Al-Nam family. Today's reminder. Today I will practice compassion. First, I will be kind and loving to myself, but I will not stop there. I will extend this compassion to others. I am one among my fellows, when I offer unconditional love, it eventually comes back to me multiplied. Love is patient and kind, love is not jealous or boastful, it is not an arrogant or rude love does not insist on its own way. The Bible. Hope for today Detaching with love was a behavior I assumed would never be part of my recovery. Even though I knew my resentments over having an alcoholic parent was destroying me, in spite of the negative effects of my bitterness, I couldn't imagine living without it. Without resentment, who would I be? When I finally became tired of hurting, Elanon offered me tools to incorporate into my life. Listening to others share in meetings, reading Elanon literature, becoming involved in service, and attending the Elanon workshop and conventions lent me a new perspective. This outlook gave me the opportunity to become a different and better person, one who enjoyed the serenity of acceptance. Simply put, I slowly came to the realization that my alcoholic parent had been incapable of meeting my particular expectation in his own way and to the extent of his abilities. He had provided me with love life's necessities, and support in all my endeavors. Finally, instead of seeing a completely empty glass, I saw that my glass was partially full. I realized that my growing up years could have been so much worse than they were. My father's recent death showed me that at some point I began loving him with detachment. A sense of release washed over me as I realized I had let go of the bitterness and resentment I once thought was permanent. In their place, I have a newfound sense of freedom from resentments and hope for the future. Doll for the Day What role do my expectations as a child play in my difficulties as an adult child? What role do my expectations as a child play in my difficulties as an adult? Relationship distorted by alcoholism and its effect on the drinker and on us are not heal overnight. It is not wise to expect too much too quickly. This is Elnan. And that, my friends, was the reading of the three books for today. Let's go ahead and pray out with the Lord's Prayer, please. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be Thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us of our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Keep coming back. It's working, family. Proverbs 20. Thank you for coming on today's readings. We're going to be reading Proverbs 20 from the New King James. Then, this Love. And then we'll go ahead and read some uh, Faith to Faith. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for today's reading. We ask you to open our ears, our minds, and our hearts. Thy will be done, Lord God, as it is today. Help us and equip us to help others for your good honor and your glory and for the further of your will we ask in the name of the father and the son and the holy spirit amen okay here we go proverbs 20 new king james version it says wine is a mocker strong drink is a brawler and whoever is led astray by it it is not wise The wrath of a king is like the roaring of a lion. Whoever provokes him to anger sins against his own life. Verse 3, it is honorable for a man to stop striving since any fool can start a quarrel. The lazy man will not plow because of winter. He will beg during harvest and have nothing. Counsel in the heart of man is like deep water, but a man of understanding will draw it out. Most men will proclaim each own goodness, but who can find a faithful man? The righteous man walks in his integrity, his children are blessed after him. A king who sits on the throne of judgment scatters all evil with his eyes. Who can say, I have made my heart clean, I am pure from sin? Divers' weights and divers' measures, they are both alike, an abomination to the Lord. Even a child is known by his deeds whether what he does is pure and right. The hearing ear and the seeing eye, the Lord has made them both. Verse 13 Do not love sleep, lest you come to poverty. Open your eyes, and you will be satisfied with bread. It is good for nothing, cries the buyer, but when he has gone his way, then he boasts. There is gold in a multitude of rubies, but the lips of knowledge are a precious jewel. Take the garment of one who is surety for a stranger, and hold it as a pledge when it is for a seductress. Bread gained by deceit is sweet to a man but afterwards his mouth will be filled with gravel. Plans are established by counsel, by wise counsel wage war. He who goes about as a tail bearer reveals secret, therefore do not associate with one who flatters with his lips. Whoever curses his father or his mother, his lamp will be put out in deep darkness. An inheritance gainly hastily at the beginning will not be blessed at the end. Do not say, I will recompensate evil, wait for the Lord, he will save you. Diver's weights are an abomination to the Lord and dishonest scales are not good. A man's steps are of the Lord, how then can a man understand his own way? It is a snare for a man to devote rashly something as holy and afterwards to reconsider his vows. A wise king sifts out the wicked and brings the threshing wheel over them. The spirit of man is the lamp of the Lord, searching all the inner depths of his heart. Mercy and truth preserve the king, and by loving kindness he upholds his throne. The glory of young men is their strength and the splendor of old men is their gray head. Blows that hurt cleanse away evil, as do stripes the inner depths of the heart. That was Proverbs 20. And now a reading with Limitless Love. Love and Be Happy by Gloria Copeland. There is nothing better for a man than that he should eat and drink and that he should make his soul enjoy good in his labor. This also I saw, that it was from the hand of God. Ecclesiastics 2.4 One of the reasons the Lord commands us to walk in love, it is because he wants us to be happy. He wants us to enjoy our lives, and the more we love, the more we do. It's when we get out of love and into strife, unforgiveness, and offense that misery sets in. When we operate in those things, we put out a welcome mat for the devil. We give him an open invitation to come torment us and wreak havoc in every area of our lives. We open the door to sickness, weakness, and all kinds of mental and emotional distress. Instead of enjoying our lives, we find ourselves struggling just to get through them. God doesn't want that to happen to us. He wants us to enjoy ourselves. He doesn't want us to be under the thumb of some devil who is telling us what to do. He doesn't want some ugly demon driving us and ruining our lives. He doesn't want us to be stressed and depressed. He wants us to be free. He wants us to wake up every day with a song in our hearts saying, This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it." Some people think God doesn't care about our comfort and happiness, but He does. He cares about the big things in our lives and the small. The Bible says He pays such close attention to us that He even numbers the hairs on our head. God revealed how truly eager he is to bless us and help us through the ministry of Jesus. You could read through the gospels and see how much he wanted to help people. They didn't have to course him or have to have an appointment. They could just run up to him on the street and say, Lord, heal me, and he would. He might be walking down the road, see a mother crying at the funeral of her son, and he raised the boy up from the dead just so the mother wouldn't be grieved when he saw people hungry he worked a miracle just so they wouldn't have to go away hungry he's still the same today he isn't changed except for the fact that he is more powerful now than ever now he is the resurrected lord of the whole earth Sitting. Seated at the right hand of the Father, all power and authority is His. He is not only willing but eager to make that power available to us and through us. He'll see to it that we are a blessing to others and that we enjoy His goodness all the days of our lives if we only walk in love. And now, faith to faith. This is also by Gloria Copeland. The scripture is Colossians 3, 12, 13. And the title is A Little Bit of Heaven on Earth. It says, Put on, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, balls of mercy, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, longsuffering, forbearing one another, And forgiving one another, even as Christ forgave you. Colossians chapter 3, verses 12 and 13. Living in a home filled with the love and the peace of God Himself is almost like living in heaven right here on earth. We all know that's true, and we long to live in such a home, yet, time and time again, We shortchange our families. We spend our kindest words and our most winning smiles on those beyond our front door. Have you ever wondered why? The answer is simpler than you might suspect. Spiritually speaking, your family is under attack. You see, it is not only one of your most precious gifts when it is operating harmony, it's one of your most powerful resources. Satan knows that even if you don't, and he's out to destroy it. His battle plan is simple. He will do everything he can to create strife in your home. He'll stir up feelings of self-pity and jealousy. He'll encourage you to nurse resentments and harbor bitterness. And through it all, his purpose remains the same, to divide and destroy your home. When God's people get in harmony with each other, miracles start to happen. Their agreement creates an atmosphere in which God's supernatural miracle working power is free to flow. So Satan is constantly tempting us to spoil that atmosphere. To fall things up by being at odds with each other, all too often we fall prey to his tactics simply because we don't realize just how dangerous strife really is. One close look at the Word of God will solve that problem. However, James 3.16 says, Where envy and strife is, there is confusion and every evil work. Don't open the door of your home to Satan by allowing your family the luxury of a few quarrels. Stop the destruction before it starts. Anchor yourself to God's Word. Find out what He has to say about the power of agreement. Stop looking at your family from your own limited perspective and start seeing it as God sees it, as a powerhouse. That way, you won't drift helplessly in an argument every time a gust of emotion blows through your home. Determine right now not to let the devil have your family. Instead, pray for them, support them, and love them. Bring them together so you can all enjoy a little bit of heaven on earth. In the scriptures, Colossians, we're going to read Colossians 3 verses 12 to verse 25. Here we go. And we're going to read it in a modern translation, something like the passion translation, the message translation, something that will hit it out of the park. Colossians 3, what verse did I say, 10, okay, here we go, 12 to 25. So chosen by God for this new life of love, Dress in wardrobe God picked out for you. Compassion, kindness, humility, quiet strength, discipline. Be even-tempered, content with second place, quick to forgive an offense. Forgive as quickly and completely as the Master forgave you. And regardless of what else you put on, wear love. It's your basic all-purpose garment. Never be without it. Don't lie to one another. You're done with that old life. It's like a filthy set of ill-fitting clothes you'll strip off and put on the fire. Now you're dressed in a new wardrobe. Every item of your new way of life is custom made by the Creator with His label on it. All the old fashions are now obsolete. Words like Jewish and non-Jewish, religious and irreligious, instead of the outsider, uncivilized, and un- undisciplined, slave, and free mean nothing. From now on, everyone is defined by Christ. Everyone is included in Christ. That was verse 10 through 11. And now, it says right here, let the peace of Christ keep you in tune with each other, in step with each other, none of this going off and doing your own thing, and cultivate thankfulness. Let the words of Christ, the message, have the run of the house. Get it plenty of room in your life. Give it. Instruct and direct one another using good common sense and sing. Sing your hearts out to God. Let every detail in your life, words, action, whatever, be done in the name of the Master Jesus, thanking God the Father every step of the way. Wives, understand and support your husband by submitting to them in ways that honor the Master. Husband, go out out in love for your wives. Don't take advantage of them. Children, do what your parents tell you. This delights the master, no end. Parents, don't come down too hard on your children or you will crush their spirits. Servants, do what you're told by your earthly master, workers. And don't just do the minimum that will get you by. Do your best. Work from the heart from your real master. For God, confident that you'll get paid in full when you come into your inheritance. Keep in mind always that the ultimate master you're serving is Christ. The sullen servant who does shoddy work will be held responsible. Being a follower of Jesus doesn't cover up bad work. Being a follower of Jesus doesn't cover up far work. Alright, and with that, let us move over to Psalm Twenty, please. Psalm twenty. It says a psalm of David. May the Lord answer you in the day of trouble. May the name of the Lord God of Jacob defend you. May He send you help from the sanctuary and shrink you out of Zion may he remember all your offerings and accept your burnt sacrifices may he grant you according to your heart's desire and fulfill all your purposes we will rejoice in your salvation and in the name of our god we will set up our banners may the lord fulfill all your petitions now i know that the lord saves his anointed he will answer him from his holy heaven with the saving strength of his right hand. Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord our God. They have bowed down and fallen, but we have risen and stand upright. Save, Lord, may the King answer us when we call. Now we go to Psalm fifty. The Mighty One, God the Lord, has spoken and called the earth from the rising of the sun to its going down. Out of Zion, the perfection of beauty, God will shine forth. Our God shall come and shall not keep silent. A fire shall devour before him, and it shall be very temptuous all around him. He shall call to the heavens from above and to the earth that he may judge his people. Gather my saints together to me, those who have made a covenant with me, by sacrifice. Let the heavens declare His righteousness, for God Himself is judge. Hear, O my people, and I will speak, O Israel, and I will testify against you. I am God your God. I will not rebuke you for your sacrifices, O your burnt offerings, which are continually before me. I will not take a bull from your house nor goats out of your foes, for every beast of the forest is mine and the cattle on a thousand hills. I know all the birds of the mountains and the wild beasts of the field are mine. If I were hungry, I would not tell you, for the world is mine and all its fullness. Will I eat the flesh of bulls or drink the blood of goats? Offer to God thanksgiving and pay your vows to the Most High. Call upon me in the day of trouble, I will deliver you, and you shall glorify me. But to the wicked, God says, What right have you to declare my statutes, or take my covenant in your mouth? Seeing you hate instruction and cast my words behind you. When you saw a thief, you consented with him, and have been a partaker with adulteresses. You give your mouth to evil, and your tongue frames deceit. You sit and speak against your brother. You slander your own mother's son. These things you have done, and I kept silent. You thought that I was altogether like you, but I will rebuke you and set them in order before your eyes. Now consider this, you who forget God, lest I tear you in pieces, and there be none to deliver. Whoever offers praise glorifies me. And to him who orders his conduct all right, I will show him the salvation of God. All right, that was Psalms fifty. Let's go ahead to Psalms eighty. Psalms eighty. Give year, O Shepherd of Israel, You who lead Joseph like a flock, you who dwell between the cherubim, shine forth. Before Ephraim, Benjamin, and Manasseh, stir up your strength and come and save us. Restore us, O God, cause your face to shine, and we shall be saved. O Lord, God of hosts, how long will you be happy against the prayer of your people? You have fed them with the bread of tears, and given them tears to drink in great measure. You have made us a strife to our neighbors, and our enemies laugh among themselves. Restore us, O God, of hosts; Cause your face to shine, and we shall be saved. You have brought a vine out of Egypt. You have cast out the nations and planted it. You prepared room for it and caused it to take deep root, and I filled the land. The hills were covered with the shadows and the mighty cedars with its boughs. She sent out her boughs to the sea and her branches to the river. Why have you broken down her hedges so that all who pass by the way pluck her fruit? The boar out of the woods uproots it, and the wild beast of the field devours it. Return, we beseech you, O God of hosts. Look down from heaven and see and visit this vine. And the vineyard which your right hand has planted, and the branch that you made strong for yourself, it is burned with fire, it is cut down. They perish at the rebuke of your countenance. Let your hand be upon the man of your right hand, upon the son of man who you made strong for yourself. Then we will not turn back from you. Revive us, and we will call upon your name. Restore us, O Lord God of hosts cause your face to shine, and we shall be saved. Psalm 110 The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool. The Lord shall send the rod of your strength out of Zion, rule in the midst of your enemies. Your people shall be volunteers in the day of your power. In the beauty of holiness from the womb of the morning, you have the dew of your youth. The Lord has sworn and will not relent. You are a priest forever, according to the order of Melchizedek. The Lord is at your right hand. He shall execute kings in the day of his wrath. He shall judge among the nations. He shall fill the places with dead bodies. He shall execute the heads of many countries. He shall drink of the brook by the wayside. Therefore, he shall lift up the head. Shall lift up the head. Now, Psalms 140. Deliver me, O Lord, from evil men. Preserve me from violent men who plant evil things in their hearts. They continually gather together for war. They sharpen their tongues like a serpent. The poison of apse is under their lips. Keep me, O Lord, from the hands of the wicked. Preserve me from violent men who have purpose to make my steps stumble. The proud have hidden a snare for me, and cords, they have spread a net by the wayside. They have set traps for me. I said to the Lord, You are my God, hear the voice of my supplication. O Lord, O God, the Lord, the strength of my salvation, you have covered my head in the day of battle. Do not grant, O Lord, the desires of the wicked. Do not further the wicked schemes let they be lest they be exalted as for the head of those who surround me let the evil of their lips cover them let burning coals fall upon them let them be cast into the fire into deep pits that they rise not up again let not a slander be established in the earth let evil hunt the violent man to overthrow him I know that the Lord will maintain the cause of the afflicted and justice for the poor. Surely the righteous shall give thanks to your name. The upright shall dwell in your presence. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Welcome to today's Sunday Mass. Please get your elements so we will be taking communion. Let us begin our Mass with the prayer. Our Father, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Father, we acknowledge your greatness. All your actions show your wisdom and love. You formed man in your own likeness and set him over the whole world to serve you, his creator. And to rule over all creatures, even when he, he disobeyed you and lost your friendship. You did not abandon him to the power of death, but help all men to seek and find you. Again and again you offered a covenant to man, and through the prophets taught him to hope for salvation. Father, you so loved the world, that in the fullness of time you sent your only Son to be our Savior. He was conceived through the power of the Holy Spirit. And born of the Virgin Mary. A man like us in all things but sin. To the poor he proclaimed the good news of salvation. To prisoners freedom. And to those in sorrow joy. In fulfillment of your will. He gave himself up to death. But by rising from the dead he destroyed death. And restored life. And that we might live no longer for ourselves. But for him. He sent the Holy Spirit from you, Father, as his gift, first gift to those who believe to complete his work on earth and bring us the fullness of grace. Father, may this Holy Spirit sanctify these offerings. Let them become the body and blood of Jesus Christ, our Lord, as we celebrate the great mystery which he left us as an everlasting covenant. He always loved those who were his own in the world. When the time came for him to be glorified by you, his heavenly father, he showed the depths of his love while they were at at suffer. He took bread, said the blessing, broke the bread, and gave it to the disciples saying, Take this, all of you, and eat it. This is my body which will be given to you and be given up for you. Let's go ahead and take the bread and break it and say this is the body that Jesus gave for us. It has been given up for us. Let us partake of the bread. The bread of life. The body of Christ. In the same way, he took the cup filled with wine he gave you he gave you thanks father and giving the cup to his disciples said take this all of you and drink from it this is the cup of my blood the blood of the new and everlasting covenant it will be shed for you all so that sins may be forgiven do this in memory of me let's go ahead and partake of the blood of Jesus Christ the blood of Christ
2: hallelujah 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 amen hallelujah hallelujah hallelujah
0: amen Let us proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Dying, you destroy our death. Rising, you restore our life. Lord Jesus, come in glory. When we eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim your death. Lord Jesus, until you come in glory. Lord, by your cross and resurrection, you have set us free. You are the Savior of the world. Father, we now celebrate this memorial of our redemption. We recall Christ's death, his descent among the dead, his resurrection, and his ascension to your right hand. And looking forward to his coming in glory, we offer you his body and blood, the acceptable sacrifice which brings salvation to the whole world. Lord, look upon this sacrifice which you have given to your church, and by your Holy Spirit gather all who share this one bread and one cup into one body of Christ, a living sacrifice of praise.
2: Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
0: Hallelujah. Amen. God of power and might, we praise you through your Son, Jesus Christ, who comes in your name. He is the word that brings salvation. He is the hand you stretch out to sinners. He is the way you lead to your peace. God our Father, we had wandered far from you, but through your Son you have brought us back. You gave him up to death so that we might turn again to you and find our way to one another. Therefore, we celebrate the reconciliation Christ has gained for us. We ask you to sanctify these gifts by the power of your Spirit as we now fulfill your Son's command. Through him, with him, in him, in the united unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours, Almighty Father, forever and ever. In the new world, where the fullness of your peace will be revealed, gather your people of every race, language, and way of life to share in the one eternal banquet with Jesus Christ our Lord hallelujah
2: hallelujah hallelujah amen hallelujah hallelujah hallelujah, hallelujah.
0: The Lord God keeps fate forever, secures justice for the oppressed, gives food to the hungry. The Lord sets the captives free. The Lord gives sight to the blind. The Lord raises up those who were bowed down. The Lord loves justice. The Lord protects strangers. The fatherless and the widow he sustains, but the way of the wicked he torches. The Lord shall reign forever. Your God, O Zion, through all generations.
2: Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah,
0: Amen. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to you, God. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. The desert and the parched land will exult. The steep will rejoice and bloom. They will bloom with abundant flowers and rejoice with joyful song. The glory of Lebanon will be given to them. The splendor of Carmel, and Sharon, they will see the glory of the Lord, the splendor of our God. Strengthen the hands that are feeble, make firm the knees that are weak, say to those whose hearts are frightened, be strong, fear not, here is your God, he comes with vindication, with divine recompense, he comes to save you. Then will the eyes of the blind be opened, the ears of the death be cleared, then will the lamp, the lame leap like a stag, then the tongue of the mute will sing, to whom the Lord has ransomed will return, and enter Zion singing, crowned with everlasting joy, they will meet with joy and gladness, sorrow and mourning will flee you away.
2: hallelujah 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 amen the lord
0: be with you and also with you glory to you lord go in peace our mass service has ended
2: hallelujah hallelujah